light treason news, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today once again by Mr. Charles Rockhill. Last name. Last name. Uh, I just want to thank you at the top of the show. You have been such a G about filling in. <laughs> it's the summer, guys. People are traveling. Everyone's schedule is crazy. Uh, but <laughs> Charles and I both have the same sort of weird, non-traditional schedule. So whenever I need someone, I frantically run into the basement. <laughs> My arms are waving through the air. Flailing. Flailing, hair everywhere. And I'm like, Charles, can you host with me? And you always say yes. So thank you. <laughs> Screaming at such a pitch that I can't hear you. Right. And then I have like, to like, repeat yourself. Bring it down. At a human tone, please. To a human tone that <laughs> humans can understand and hear. Um, so I've mentioned this a bunch on the show. Guys. We're 100% listener supported. That means without your support, the show would not exist. So I know a bunch of you are already members, but I just want to invite you, if you're not a member yet, to go to lighttreason.news and hit that donate button. Yeah. Or maybe you're a member already, but you're like, you know what? I'm doing good this month. I feel like I could upgrade my support. Wow, you can do that too. <laughs> Also, I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Kilkenny. And if you sign up at the $5 a month level or higher over there, you get to send questions that will answer on my trees and news. So <laughs> I have a couple, uh, they're not questions. They're comments about something that you and I were discussing. Okay. About uh, sharp objects. Mm -hmm. And remember, I made a plea to my Southern listeners, I was asking, is there an epidemic of sexy teen roller skating <laughs> gangs in the South? Is that a thing? Because it, it's featured very, uh, you know, prominently in Sharp Objects, which is a show that I love, by the way. So Chad wrote in and says, I'm from the South and have answers. So immediately I was like, I'm in. Chad, Thank you, Chad, tell me. First, I can confirm that you will occasionally see people on roller skates in the South, but it's usually an adult exercising. But here's the deal with the creepy roller skating girls in Sharp Objects. The director of Sharp Objects likes this incredible music video that Hiro Mure, sorry if I mispronounced that, directed featuring three badass women dancing or skating on a dark road and lit by a headlight. So I watched this video, mm -hmm. and Chad, you're right. He writes, it's beautiful and creepy, and they uh, just took the idea and shoved it into sharp objects. Yep. <laughs> I watched the video. It's so cool. Like, I understand why the director saw that and was like, I have to work this into the show. Oh. Is it a good song? Uh, yeah, it's a great song. It's oh. a great music video. I I have the link, guys. You don't have the link. But if you just, I think, search on YouTube, Hero Mure, I, I don't know. I'm probably mispronouncing that. I'm unfamiliar. M-U-R-A-I. He's a great director. Um, But yeah, it is very cool. Check it out. So also, in a, in a similar vein. I hope they gave him a shout out in the credits, being like, hey, we took this from you. It's shocking when you find out. I mean, I guess all storytelling is derivative, but how often directors just steal Yeah, shit. but I mean, if, like, if you're inspired by something, Credit them. put it in the credits. I mean, maybe they do, and I just didn't notice. Uh, Bailey writes, hi, I live in the South, and roller derby is definitely a thing. But I haven't personally seen any roller skating droves of teenagers in the streets, as badass as that would be. At least in my city, roller derby is generally a femme power, femme positive, queer positive outlet for some really great folks in a place that can be harder to come by. Bailey, I am familiar with roller derby. Mm -hmm. Roller derby's dope, and you're correct. Um, but this is, yeah, uh, not roller derby. Yeah. Just very um, willowy, blonde, thin girls skating and skate. Just like skate, 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 skate. That's all they're doing all day, all night. And like, why? Where are they going? I don't know. <laughs> I think um, the, the, the further you get into that show, you understand like why they're so desperate to escape that way. But what an odd thing they've chosen to escape with. Yeah. Skate, I mean, I'm, skate, I, skate. Sorry. But also, if I saw like droves of skating teenagers mm -hmm. coming at the street at me, I'd be like, hooligans! And sure. Dive into the bushes. Sure. I think they get away I'm with in, it because they're charming young ladies. Because I am 
an old man now. And as also they're white. <laughs> Did I mention everyone's white? Oh, yeah. Every, literally oh, yeah. everyone's it, white. As someone who used to like skateboard in parking lots that I definitely wasn't allowed to, now when I see skateboarding teenagers, I'm like, ah! Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Honestly, they don't even have to be skating. If I just see teenagers moving around in groups, I'm like, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. I'm crossing the street. Not at all. Uh, literally doesn't matter who they are, background, race, what they're doing. I just, they have an energy that I can't deal with. Oh, if they are slightly louder than a normal voice, no. I'm like, I don't know, you need to leave the subway car. Absolutely <laughs> not. I'm leaving in protest. So thank you to everyone who wrote in because I, I did demand answers from people who live in the South and you gave me answers. Chad, you pretty much answered the mm -hmm. question. Thank you. It is such a weird, random thing that's in Sharp Objects. Again, I love the show. I bet I would like to imagine that those girls, if they never like get out of that town, they'll eventually turn into like the speed walkers. Oh, they would. Like, they in, totally in, like, would. twenty years. But they have that group of women too in the show. Because oh. they're Amy Adams' generation. Okay, yeah, yeah. So like it's all of like the bitchy cheerleaders who she used to do cheerleading with, but now they're all like, you know, stay at home moms. <laughs> and they get together once a month and watch beaches and cry. <laughs> skate, skate, skate. All right. Beaches. So since we're in the pop culture section, I wanted to recommend a really good article that I also sent Charles and Chris because it seemed like it was very much uh, in your lane. Mm -hmm. So there's this great article over at Them called uh, Trans Horror Stories in Society's Fear of the Transmasculine Body by Sasha Geffen. And... The article is about what the film Hereditary reveals about society's moral panic surrounding transmasculine people. Mm -hmm. And I thought the article, so again, I just highly recommend you read it in its entirety because there are so many readable passages. I would just end up reading the entire article <laughs> to all of you. But if you have seen the film Hereditary, that's the only thing I'll say because there are tons of spoilers oh, in the article. Basically, Sasha just... Uh, describes the plot and and what happens so that includes all of the spoilers but they do so because and this is something i didn't notice obviously because i'm a cis person uh, and i was watching the film through a cis lens is how many parallels there are between you know the panic over the trans masculine body and uh hereditary mm -hmm. and uh that was really interesting because i completely missed that um, it's, it's, I wouldn't say to this degree of, to the degree of this article, I got that, but I got little hints of that here and there. Yeah. Did you get it? Because, uh, the, the little, I'll call her the little girl. Cause I think that's how people refer to her. Charlie. Charlie. Um, oh yeah. Even Charlie's a gender neutral name. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Charlie, uh, wears baggy clothes and mm -hmm. isn't traditionally like feminine um a, a little bit but uh, it was more i don't want to spoil a bunch of stuff but it was more about the over like the arch of the movie like when you get to the end and you find out what's been going on the whole time right like it makes it's it it says something about gender if you go back to the beginning and you're like oh okay i see i definitely that got stuff about gender when uh, it's so hard to talk about. I know. <laughs> I guess it's kind of spoilery. They specifically refer to the male body yes. at one point. Many times. Uh, many times. And at many times, true. That's like a theme throughout it. And that was the only time I was aware of like gender and like switching bodies and stuff like that. Mm. Um, there's one part of the article though, and I like, I remember this interaction, but I didn't realize how creepy it was. So Charlie's in bed and her grandmother has just died and they just had the funeral. And after the funeral, her mother, Annie, checks in on her. So Charlie, and you probably remember this part, says she wanted me to be a boy, referring to her de dead grandmother. And Annie responds as though she's heard something else. She says, uh, you know, I was a tomboy when I was growing up. Yep. That uh. didn't even like pop up on my radar. I was like, you were talking about two totally different things. Yep. Um, tom being a tomboy is not the same as being, you know, uh, uh, someone who is struggling with their gender identity, right. you know? Um, so Annie says, I hated dresses and dolls and pink. So, uh, Sasha writes, and look at me now goes the implication, a woman and a mother to boot. <laughs> 
Then Charlie responds as though she's just been abandoned. Who's going to take care of me? Yeah. <laughs> Which is like devastating. And you, also, if you look at the relationship that, like, that they explain later in the movie that she had with the grandmother, yes. it's, she, her, I mean, treated her more, the grandmother was more of a mother figure to her than her own mother, which makes also like a huge sense of abandonment as someone who's been pretty much supporting you your whole life and trying to mold you into what I guess they want you to be, but yeah. also what you kind of want to be. It's so hard to talk about this movie without spoiling everything. Well, what I like about it, and I don't think this is a spoiler, <coughs> is that I don't feel like Annie is villainized in the way where it's like, because there are a lot of horror films that are like, bad mother creates monster. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like that's hereditary. No. I no, feel no. like Annie made huge mistakes raising the kids, and like they explore that in the film. Yes. And, uh, uh, like abusive mm -hmm. in in certain respects, but also loves her kids and is trying very hard and all of that stuff as well. Yeah, I mean, as they as they get older, she's trying to. Uh, I mean, she she at least addresses it. Maybe not to them specifically early on in the film, but she does try to like make up for the things that she did in the past because she knows how fucked up they were. Right. Right. But yeah, I think especially if you've seen Hereditary and you're interested in like gender issues, do read the article. Also, I'm I'm curious about your guys' thoughts about all of this. So hashtag light trees and pod. Join yes. the conversation. God damn it. <laughs> Charles just like jolted like his whole body, like I electrocuted <laughs> him. But yeah, I mean hereditary, it is a horror movie, but there are like um trigger warnings for quite huge, a few things. Huge, huge trigger warnings. Oh, let's it's list all the trigger warnings. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely, like, abuse. Abuse. Um, there are, I mean, there are good thing, good messages and bad messages in this movie about mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, there's the, the, the trans issue that was highlighted in that article. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, there are, but, uh, violence. be, be uh, violence, but be aware, be ready for unexpected peni. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, the the peni do pop out of the darkness, and you're like, whoa, film. whoa, that's a penis. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 and just uh, nudity in general, and um, definitely violence. Yeah, definitely violence, and it's very scary too. So if that's not your thing, there's without giving too much away, there is a scene um, where they are leaving the party. Yes, and uh, as they're doing that. Um, what uh Alex, what's his name? I don't remember. Alex the Wolf. Yeah, what oh, was the Peter. 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 Peter is he's such a good Alex Wolf is such a good actor that you be, like believe everything that's it's just a few seconds of like watching him panic. It's and visceral. Like, it's visceral. Like, yeah, he actually there's a lot of things and the article unpacks this as well that happened to his body throughout mm -hmm. the movie that are very painful to watch. Yeah. Yes. Um, and and Sasha unpacks like the gender dynamics of that as well, which is super interesting. But also, Sasha's just a brilliant writer, mm. so I really enjoyed reading the article. Do you know that um, this isn't a spoiler because you can see it in the trailer? Mm -hmm. um, but when he his head smashes into the desk, yes, they practiced on like a soft, cushy desk, and then he did it on the real desk, and then he did it on the real desk. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw it was not a real desk, but it was a different. It was a different density of what they had practiced on, so it was harder. It was still softer than a regular desk, sure. but it was harder. Yeah, because so he, he actually could kill himself, himself if he did that. Yeah, I read an interview with him when he talked about that whole <sighs> day of filming it, and like they would get done with that scene, and like the classroom of kids were silent, mm -hmm. and like then they would just do it again, and like how emotionally draining that must have been. Yeah, uh, and also like frightening to watch someone do that. Um, but yeah, even the, and this is not a spoiler either because they show this imagery in the preview, but like uh, Peter's reflection looking different than his actual mm -hmm. face, that sort of imagery and, and Sasha I, unpacks that in terms of gender as well. I love when they fuck with like reflections like oh, that. Oh yeah, it's so In glass good. or in mirrors. I want to watch it, it again. If I forget what horror movie I'm thinking of right now, but like when someone's looking in the mirror and then they like, someone calls their name and they look. And then the reflection takes looks like a half oh, second later. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. I love when they do that. I love it. I love it so much. The thing I'm over with mirrors is, oh, I'm going to open my medicine cabinet. Oh, where's my toothpaste? Oh, I'm going to close the mirror. And now scary person's behind me. See, I kind I of... I think that's so overdone. It's so overdone. It is so overdone. But what I hate more is when they do that, 
because they've programmed us to expect something and, and then there's the fake nothing. Out. The fake out, yeah. I hate the fake out more than the actual jump scare. Yeah. The fake out pisses me off. The thing that I'm very... Unless it's done, unless it's funny. If it's yeah. funny, then you can get away with it. The thing I'm very into and it scares me every single time is someone moving behind like frosted glass mm. or like if you can see someone standing behind a shower curtain, mm-hmm. you just see like a vague outline. Like right. that will scare me every single fucking time. <laughs> they don't even have to move. If you can just like see the outline of a person. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I almost threw up describing did you, it. Did you ever watch The Strangers? <laughs> yeah. Did I watch The Strangers? Oh, this is fucking amateur hour. That is yeah, some, I watched The Strangers. That is some of the best like quiet scares <laughs> that I've ever seen in my life. I mean, life. it has the single greatest ending of a horror film ever. Yeah. Ever. But um, I, I forced Chris to watch it before we had our podcast. And there's one part where the guy just appears in the background nope. out of nowhere. And he nope. just went... <gasps> Because it takes you a second to see him. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, th- I love that about Hereditary, too. There's a couple moments in that film where it takes you a second to see something that's yeah. happening. And then you're like, oh, oh that's fuck. the scariest thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Oh, my God. Okay. So, obviously, it's a great film because I keep thinking about it. So, while we're in the pop culture section, uh, do you have any viewing, listening, or reading recommendations that you haven't already given me? I know. I'm, like, running out of stuff. I know. Um, we're almost done with the section anyway, too. So uh, don't feel like you have to fill a ton okay. of space. Two things. Okay. Uh, one, before it ends, go see SpongeBob. Oh, my God. How did I not <laughs> mention this? Charles was a little sweetie pants and surprised me and Chloe with SpongeBob tickets. Yeah. So we went and we saw it. It was so good. I might, I still, I, there's a very good chance I might see it one more time before Wait. it closes next month. Specifically, remind me. Who plays Pearl? Uh, her name is uh, Jalen. I don't know. She has a very long name. Yeah. But her first name is J-A-I apostrophe L-Y-N, I believe. Holy fucking shit. Jesus she has Christ. the best voice I've ever heard. I She makes me cry every time. Like She's, I teared up. She, like, was like, start, she opened her mouth and started singing. And like I saw Charles like sit perfectly upright. And Chloe just grabbed my arm. Because <laughs> like she could not believe the sound she that came out of this woman. 18 years old. She's 18. Doing her Broadway debut. That simultaneously is infuriating and makes me so happy because when I heard her voice and I didn't know how old she was, I was like, why is this woman, as cool and as awesome as SpongeBob is, I'm like, this woman should be in like, I don't want to say serious productions, but you know what I mean. Like she should be the leading Mm -hmm. actress in something, a leading singer. I hope that she is in whatever she does next. But then you told me she's 18 and I'm like, great. Like she's just starting and this is an amazing role for her to have. She'll go on to star in a bunch of other stuff, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, if you can't see it, definitely YouTube her. Uh, I wish I had my phone on me to tell you her entire name, but um, she there are pictures, there are videos of her like doing showcases in high school mm-hmm. that are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't imagine you're a parent and you're like, oh, we have to go see your kids sing <laughs> the sound of music. Like you go and you sit down and your kid comes out and they're they're fine you know they're struggling their way through a song and then she comes out and sings yep. I would just stand straight up yep. I would just be like what is happening yep. <laughs> what is going on right now <laughs> um, um, also if you live in New York City or close to New York City uh, SpongeBob is closing in a few weeks so tickets are super cheap yep they're like forty bucks yep. So do go see it if you can. The production is amazing. Everyone is brilliant. The set design is gorgeous. It's so much fun. It's so fun. Um, and I say this as someone I never watched SpongeBob. I've never seen an episode of SpongeBob. I still can't believe that. That's insane but I like to me. it's so in the. It's so much uh, part of our culture that like I knew SpongeBob. I knew Patrick. Yeah. But like you had to tell me the secondary. I knew like Sandy. Squidward a little bit. Sandy the squirrel. Sa- I didn't know Sandy or I didn't Gary. Know Pearl. Um, Gary. Ca- yeah. The cat or the snail that meows is my <laughs> favorite. I'm furious I didn't know about him earlier, but now I know about him. But yeah, guys, go see SpongeBob if you can. And guys, it's that time of the show. Let's all hold hands and cry. Here's your bad news. So, bad news. Uh, If you are a true crime fan, you've probably already heard about this story because a bunch of different true crime podcasts covered it 
But Molly Tibbetts was a young woman who was missing in Iowa. And um, there was a big search looking for her. So they found her body. And they also arrested, the police arrested a, uh, a suspect who's been identified as Christian uh, Rivera, 24, who's an undocumented immigrant. And immediately I saw people reacting, you know, on the right, obviously, it was sort of uh, self-justified where they were like, I knew it. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then people on the left were like, fuck, you know, because they and we we know how something like that is going to be weaponized by the right. Mm -hmm. By the way, uh, the right who always accuses the left of politicizing tragedy, right? Um, <laughs> Guess this isn't the time to talk about this. It's just not the time. But anyway, uh, so we knew it was going to be politicized. Uh, it sucks. That's just the reality of it. However, goes without saying, uh, this is a horrible tragedy. I feel really, really sorry for uh, Molly Tibbetts' family. She she went out uh, to go jogging, and he saw her and started running after her. And she said, leave me alone, or I'll call the cops. And then he claims he blacked out, and he doesn't remember what happened. Oh. Uh, he woke up, and there was blood everywhere, and her body was in his car. And Using the old Chicago defense, sure, eh? Sure, 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 sure. So I feel terrible for her family. I feel really, obviously, terrible for Molly. It's a horrible tragedy. Men kill women every day. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what their nationality is. It doesn't matter what their immigration status is. It doesn't matter what their race is. We have um, a misogyny problem. Mm -hmm. Global misogyny problem. Yes, we do. Global rape culture problem. Global problem with men hating women and hurting them. So... It is utterly besides the point what his immigration status is. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many murders are there in the United States with, with legal citizens, men, killing their significant others and, and wives and girlfriends? I'm sure we couldn't even count them at this point because they haven't been found or it's considered, captured. Yeah, it's considered like a, a tragedy, but just... That's what happens, you know, a, a wife and a husband get in a fight and the husband shoots the wife and that's what happens, you know. There's a story right now about um, a husband who killed his wife and his two kids and he claimed, he's trying to blame the, the dead wife. He was like, because she strangled, he's, this is what he's claiming, he said he saw her strangling their child on like a nanny cam or something and he flew into a rage and killed her mm. but the autopsy showed that she had been at a business meeting and when she got home the kids had been dead for a while oh. so he killed the kids and then killed her and tried to make it seem like i haven't heard about that at all mm -hmm. holy shit i wish i had like his name and stuff but whatever um <clears throat> but i wanted to shout out and this should probably go in the good news section but I did want to say it right after this story. Shout out to Molly Tibbetts' aunt, Billy Joe Calderwood. She recently spoke out um, to the media and said, I don't want Molly's memory to get lost among politics. Please remember, evil comes in every color. Our family has been blessed to be surrounded by love, friendship, and support throughout this entire ordeal by friends from all different nations and races. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Which I was like, fuck yeah, Billy mm -hmm. Joe. Also so important for a family member to come out and say that because the far right for sure is going to try to politicize this. Oh yeah, they are definitely already are. They're, they're hijacking the memory of, of Molly for hate. And it was really cool to see her aunt come out and be like, no, 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 no. You know, like, you don't get to do that. You know, evil does come in every color. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think it's important to remember that violent misogyny doesn't care what your immigration status is. Yeah, I've already, like, I've already seen people posting clips of Tommy, what's her face? screaming oh, oh, about yeah. this just my favorite thing is how no one ever remembers her name yeah <laughs> i purposely re refuse to know how to pronounce her last name yeah but the yeah the like what like tanya lamborghini or something yes, like it is whatever tommy lamborghini is. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, like she's already she's all over this. Yes, like she's gonna course. make it her thing. Also, like Molly was a, a pretty thin white girl. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it doesn't you know <clears throat> lessen the tragedy, and and it's just horrible to see the right do exactly what they accused the left of doing, which is politicize this tragedy. Yeah, I mean, this poor girl died in a horrible, horrible way, and she had done nothing to deserve it. Yeah, not to, not to discount this murder at all, but like, what about all of the missing black? girls exactly. in dc for and some chicago reason, they don't care about that that's yeah, not on the news yeah guys remember how somebody's going around chicago killing a bunch of black girls in and dc think maybe it's a serial killer and nobody's talking about it yeah <laughs> yeah <coughs> uh that's not getting as much news coverage for some reason i wonder why yeah also not really covered on a lot of true crime podcasts for some reason mm-hmm. you know um some have obviously done a good job covering it but Definitely, like, white people being murdered or prioritized on podcasts run and hosted by white people. Do you think that, um, like, they would, that they would talk about it more if there was even slightly more answers? Yeah, well, that's another thing. I mean, when you host a podcast, like, this happens on my show all the time. Someone will be like, why aren't you talking about X? And it's like, well, because there's not a lot of facts about X out there right now. Right. So either I would have to speculate a lot, mm-hmm. which some people don't like, right? Um, or I would just sort of be like, "And this happened," and then very like like quickly and move on, you know? Nothing else happened yet. <laughs> yeah. So I mean that that's a possibility too because we don't because people don't care on many levels. We don't have facts about who those girls are or like if there is a pattern, if it is one killer. So how do you talk about something that hasn't been investigated investigated yet. and covered by the media yeah. as much? You know, that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. So also in bad news. Let's see. Do I want to talk about this? Yes, I do. The Department of Education, which as a reminder, is headed by Betsy DeVos. Uh, sister to Eric Prince. Lovely, intelligent woman, Betsy DeVos. <laughs> uh, Definitely Prince knows what she's doing. Private Army. Mm-hmm. So uh, that education department is considering whether to allow states to use federal funding to purchase guns for educators. Finally. Finally, we did it, everyone. USA. <laughs> USA. Escape. 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 <laughs> All right. Sorry. <laughs> I'm very tempted to make that my Halloween costume. I think you should. If I hadn't just fucked up my ankle. Mm, true. It could be better by then. It could be better by and then. then you can fuck it up again. Oh my God, yay. Put me on wheels when yep. I have. Oh, God. Never mind. Yep. When I've drank alcohol. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like a good time to yeah. me. <laughs> skate. Skate. I'm like, how could I <clears throat> fake skates without actually wearing skates? You could get Heelys. They're those ones that have the wheel in the back that those kids pop up and then you like ride on your heels. Oh, uh, I could do that. Not quite as fun though. Yeah. Do you want the, you want like f- skates like four? Not yeah, the like the lines. old like okay, white yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are pretty sturdy. Like they would, they are very like they, sturdy. They would hold you up as opposed to like in inline skates. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually considering this. Yeah, I think you should do it. <laughs> All right. We'll talk about it later. You guys don't need to hear me like kind of <laughs> speculate about my Halloween costume. Uh, so, yeah, this is a, a great idea, I think. Um, what you want to do in a panicked, crowded situation is add more guns. Yeah, for bears. For bears. The bears are in the hallway. <laughs> uh, this is the woman heading the Department of Education. She's afraid of bears and teachers not having guns. Mm. But remember how, like, the right was floating this idea after, do-do-do, <laughs> um, not Sandy Hook, um, Emma Goldman, uh, the other tragic uh, shooting. The one in Florida. Stony, Stony, yeah. Hmm? Um, the Yes, that one. That they were like, well, educators should really be armed, and a bunch of us on the left were laughing about it. We're like, what a stupid idea. But now it's actually gaining traction. Uh, like, well, is this the same like thing that they were trying to push forward, where like if teachers get trained and have guns, they get like a pay bump too? But definitely not for supplies, only for guns. <laughs> only for guns. Uh, yeah, that would not surprise me at all. <clears throat> but I mean, I know I've talked about this before on the show, but I guess it bears repeating. <laughs> bears repeating. <laughs> God damn it, Allison. Betsy's like, no. Um, it is 
incredibly difficult to remain calm in a chaotic situation. And we know this for a fact because there was an incident recently at uh, Times Square where an NYPD officer uh, knew there was a dangerous person. Oh, no, I'm sorry, by the Empire State Building. Uh, there was a dangerous person and shot everyone. Oh, like, yeah. You know, like eight just people. shot a bunch of unarmed civilians. Mm-hmm. And this is a person who's received training. Uh-huh. On a crowded New York City street. Uh-huh. Just, just open, open fire, fire. Shot a bunch of people who had done nothing. So mm-hmm. imagine in a crowded classroom, there's an active shooter situation. People are terrified. And now Mrs. Johnson has to, like, <laughs> steady her hands yep. and hope that <laughs> she shoots the bad guy. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't want to age shame, but, like, most of my teachers were, like, had been there for a while. Did you have any teacher who you would trust with a gun? Um, like a loaded gun? <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what was the scenario in your head? Like, like an s- unloaded gun? Like a sexy gun. Oh, like a sexy gun. <laughs> no, I'm not asking you your sex fantasies about your teachers. I'll ask you that later. Um, m- maybe one, but not in the school. Okay. Maybe one. My answer is a big no. Okay. No, I would not trust any of my teachers with a gun. But I can't think of, like, no offense, many people I know who I would trust with a gun. Mm -mm. You know? It's just, like... uh, Almost no one. (laughs) Almost no one, yeah. I just... I I can imagine them, like, shipping them, like, someone opening their brand new gun that got shipped to the school at their their teacher's desk and just being like, I asked for books! (laughs) God damn it! Okay, kids, no books, but you can all look at my gun. (laughs) Come look at my gun. Don't touch it. This is kind of an education. <laughs> it's kind of an education. What if you see this get in the closet? Run <laughs> run away. If if Mrs. Johnson pulls out the gun, what do we do? We scramble and we hide. Yes. <laughs> Just someone doing like spitballs in class and like who did that? I'm going to be honest with you. If I was that teacher and I had a bad classroom, I'd just start to pull it out to make a point. <laughs> if they were really bad and not listening to me, I'd pull it out and I'd just slam it down on the desk and be like, "There it is. That's Ooh, our power dynamic." Very Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> Dangerous Did minds. she ever do that in the movie? She I don't think it's a gun. a gun. I think she does pull out something. Really? At one point. I don't. I haven't seen that full, movie in so long. Full disclosure, I never saw that film. I was just obsessed with the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a good soundtrack. It. Yeah. It was a good movie. Gangsta's Paradise, man. Who wouldn't want to be Michelle Pfeiffer? Right? Oh, man. So, what did I just see her in? And I was like, was that fucking Michelle Pfeiffer? Oh, um, yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was fun. Yeah, I need, to, I need to see that. But that's how I felt about The Wasp, too. They're just fun movies, which I'm 100% on board with. Yeah. Not everything I, needs to yeah. be like an epic film I'm, odyssey. I'm not fully invested in Ant-Man, but Paul Rudd is fun and handsome. So, so I'll watch it. But yeah. I don't really And uh, Evangeline Lilly's great as mm. The Wasp. Um, I, liked, I liked her addition. Yeah. yeah, she's great. And Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer. Like, mm-hmm. what don't you like? Michelle Pfeiffer in anything except, except Hairspray. Oh, I saw but don't remember at all. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> it, was, it was bad. Bad news. Let's go back to bad news. Bad news. Hairspray was bad. Yeah. I, w- I was going to say, you were keeping with the theme. So Trump, <laughs> because everything is just not going his way with Paul Manafort, his... Michael Cohen. No military parade. No military parade. Poor baby. Mm. Uh, and <laughs> the fact that Michael Cohen. Cohen flipped and is cooperating with the FBI and telling them who knows what. So today he was on Fox News and he was asked about the chances of him being impeached, which this is very interesting. This is also gaining some traction. There are some Democrats in Congress seriously talking about it and crafting, you know, legislation to go forward or uh, crafting or proposing maybe that impeachment should go forward. Right. So it got to the point he went on Fox News and they asked him about it. Um, and Donald Trump, Trump did? He like went on Fox News? <laughs> yeah, can you believe? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and he immediately went to fear mongering and said that if he were to be impeached, the stock market would crash. And he said, I think everybody would be very poor. <laughs> Everyone is already very poor. <laughs> That's the thing he doesn't <laughs> understand. We're all already very poor. Uh, a couple of your friends, like four or five of them, are very rich. 
Very, very rich. To, to clarify, he went on Fox News or he called into Fox News? He was on Fox News. Oh, see, that surprises me. I'm surprised he didn't just call in. Okay. Yeah, I believe. I'm surprised he got up and went somewhere. This just says in an interview, and I've only heard audio of it, so I actually don't know if it was a phone interview or if he was like, uh, this has a screen grab, so I think they were interviewing him. Okay. Video. Uh, so still surprising. Why are you surprised? By I'm that? just because from. from and I usually, thought you were being sarcastic. No, because usually when I've heard of him call like talking to Fox News, he's like, I imagine he's laying in bed and he's just talking to them on the oh, phone. Oh, oh, no, he does like a lot of interviews with them. Oh, like studio interviews. Maybe I haven't seen one in a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I've actively avoided them. I think. I mean, this was at the White House. I think so. I think they just showed up and interviewed oh, okay. him. All right, fair but, enough. Yeah, I mean, classic fear mongering. Where it's like, well, you better not impeach me or that'll tank the economy. Will it? Also, I should clarify, the stock market and the economy are two different things. They are. And I am i don't think that he knows that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he does not. I mean, here's the thing. When anything volatile happens in the United States, the stock market for sure does dip. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, it probably would dip. But also we'd be rid of you. So long term win. Yeah, you know? I would say so. And um, also, the stock market's already been dipping because of the bullshit he's been doing with tariffs and threatening countries and stuff like that. Yeah. So, anytime he says something volatile, the stock market's like, ooh. Yeah, I just imagine that, like, well, people like us, when he says everyone's going to get very poor, we're like, already there, buddy. Yeah, like, what are you going to do? Uh, and people who, like, would support him who are poor as well could just be like, it gets worse than this? <laughs> Yeah, I mean... No. Uh, it's just, it's so gross, too. And it, it's like a classic mob boss move where it's like, oh, it's a nice stock market you got here. It'd be a shame if anything happened to it. <laughs> you know, you better not come after me or try to impeach me. I, uh, well, I mean, there. I don't think that it was serious probably until now, but Democrats, since he got elected, have been talking about impeaching him. But now it's actually gaining momentum. It seems like more people are more serious about it, okay. which is good I, I i still don't know how likely it is but for sure and we're going to get to the, um more of these stories in the good news section like more people that trump is associated with are cooperating with Mueller now mm-hmm. so it's just getting worse and worse and worse for him <laughs> do you feel like of, of of all the people that are flipping i feel like michael cohen would probably be the one who like would continue to lie just to give them anything they wanted. They could throw anything at him and be oh. like, did Trump ever like throw a baby off the Empire State Building? And be like, yep, saw it. I was there. Yeah, yes, he did. No, no, that's that's <laughs> for sure actually a concern by the investigation. Like how the credibility of Michael Cohen. Yeah. Because someone who works for someone like Trump for <laughs> over a decade <laughs> and privately records conversations already looks like a scumbag. So it's like, whether you think moving forward people will believe the shit Michael Cohen's saying, what Michael Cohen has on his side are the recordings. Yes. So, like, even if you think he's a scumbag, it's like, okay, he's a scumbag. These are actually the recordings. So, you know, he didn't fake that. Yeah. Oh, it's just that, like, Michael Cohen and Omarosa right now are running the same trajectory, only one of them's with the FBI and one of them's going to the media. Oh, yeah. They're, but they're both in it for themselves. You're right. Like, they're both in it for the hustle. Omarosa's trying to boost her book sales. Yeah. But they Michael, are Cohen, Michael Cohen will also have a book one day. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. After he gets out of prison you know, <laughs> for a few years, <laughs> he can do a few years standing on his head. How long is he going away for? Like eight years or something? I thought it was three to five. Okay. He he got a very a slap on the light wrist. sentence. Yeah. For considering what he did, I mean Manafort and and he both did different things, but one of the things they were both charged with was fraud, and that's when it gets like very serious charges mm-hmm. and. The I mean, the proof is in the pudding, as they say. Sorry, everybody. But one cooperated with the FBI and one didn't. And Man- or, uh, Cohen's going to get out in like three years. And Paul Manafort's looking at like 90 years yep. <laughs> in prison. And it's just like hoping Trump pardons him. Uh, although that's looking m- more and more likely. If that happened, like that's just like... I know. It's just... It just looks... That's horrible optics. It's a horrible look, but it's like he could do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, it's that time of the episode. Jump up and down. Here is your good news. Woo! 
So speaking of Michael Cohen, he is my first good news story because I never got to, uh, I had talked about that Cohen turned himself in uh, to the FBI, that he had come up with a, that he had come up with, that they struck a plea deal, but I never said what that entailed. And it turns out that Cohen admitted that Trump ordered him to illegally interfere in the election which is huge. Mm -hmm. Like he stood in a courtroom and said, I did it at the behest of, I think he said a federal candidate, but Trump. (laughs) So uh, he said he worked at the direction of a candidate for, yep, for federal office uh, for the purposes of influencing the election. He has pleaded guilty to five counts of tax evasion, two counts related to an illegal campaign contribution and one count of making a false statement. So this was huge. Because, you know, Cohen is the keeper of all of Trump's secrets. And this admission reveals that the two men colluded to illegally affect the outcome of the 2016 presidential election. So this is the first time we have someone directly pointing to Trump and saying he broke the law. He did it. He He did did it. it. (laughs) Um, It was him. I didn't do anything. I did a little stuff, but he did most of it. Like in my head, Michael Cohen always referred to Trump as daddy. And now he refers to Robert Mueller as new daddy. (laughs) Oh, that's my story. Oh, I can't wait for like the gay porn parody of this. Wow. I mean, just so much material. right? It'll happen. So it'll be gross. So (laughs) gross. And I'm not going to watch it. I will. But I'll let you know what happens. Godspeed. Thank you. Um, So what if you, we just had like porn review, like Charles's porn review? <gasps> my corner, my porn corner. That's your corner. My porner. Porn, <laughs> Charles's porner. <laughs> oh, I hate it. I hate it. Which means everyone will love it and demand it. Deal. So uh, speaking of Michael Cohen, allegedly, according to Michael Cohen's lawyer, which can you even imagine being Michael Cohen's lawyer? Um, Is it just him and like him with a different haircut? It's like, <laughs> would not surprise me. It's like a, no pun intended, Russian nesting doll of awfulness. Yeah. Just like a crappier and crappier lawyer uh, each layer. So And tinier. And tinier and angrier. According to Michael Cohen's lawyer, Michael Cohen is not seeking a pardon from Trump. At this point, I'm not sure that he would get it from Trump. He definitely wouldn't get it. I also do not believe for a second he would turn it down if he got it. Yeah. I think the reason they're saying that is because it makes him look better. Like, they know he's not going to get it anyway, but they're like, yeah. and he wouldn't even take a pardon if you offered it. No. Because he's so morally upright, and he's trying to do the <laughs> right thing now. Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. Okay. Still don't trust him as far as I can throw him. Okay. No, nor should you. So, also in this hot mess news... There's a guy named David Pecker. <laughs> I need you to be an adult right <laughs> now. I need you to be an adult and not laugh that his name is David Pecker. Wait, just his initial is like D. Pecker. Okay. I need you to move past <laughs> it. I need you to process. I need uh, you to process how funny it is. It means penis. It me- okay, get it all out. All right. Get it all out. The D also is penis. Mm-hmm. D, penis. It's, okay. it's like his name is penis. Does penis. everyone understand? I understand why it's so funny. Listen, I, if yes. you explain the joke, it's funnier, it's, right? Yes, yes. I think we're proving that right now Got as it. we unpack this. Penis, penis, penis. Okay, Got it. so... I'm, I'm, I'm finished. I'm finished. Okay. So federal prosecutors have reportedly granted immunity to Penis Penis, <laughs> the chief executive of American Media, Inc., which publishes the National Enquirer. Okay. Charles is laughing so hard right now, he can no longer participate in the show. It's fine. <laughs> Did you not think I was going to say it again? <laughs> not, no. Uh, you got me. So <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Uh, so the feds have given immunity to this guy, David Pecker, who publishes, is the chief executive of a company that publishes the National Enquirer. Okay, why would they have done that? Because David Pecker probably has extremely sensitive information mm-hmm. about Trump. Because as we know, the National Enquirer um, had some stories that... I think a while ago they allegedly sat on one of them. I think that had to do with Stormy Daniels. But as part of the deal, Pecker agreed to provide information to prosecutors related to payments made to two alleged one-time sexual partners of Trump, former Playboy Playboy model Karen McDougal and porn actress Stephanie Clifford, known professionally as Stormy Daniels, uh, in the lead-up to the 2016 presidential election. So this is extra significant because 
It's just another person with damning evidence being granted immunity, which means he is spilling the tea everywhere. Yeah. Didn't didn't Trump have a like I don't want to say close relationship, but like a relationship with the National Enquirer yes. where he would like pay them not to publish stuff, but then also pay them to publish yep. other things. Yep, yep, yep. Which means they have a ton of dirt on him. Oh shit, yeah. So okay. for this guy to flip is huge. P tape. P tape. <laughs> I want it. Does penis penis have the P tape? Mm. He might. Who knows? So oh my god. What if the P tape turns into like R the ring tape? <gasps> like if you watch it and then someone pees on you? Seven seven days. I mean, if you're into that Mazel tov. Watch it all you want. Watch it all you want. I personally would like to request not to be peed on. Yeah. That's my request. You know what? I won't. Thank you. And I would ask the same of you. Penny, would you pee on mommy? (laughs) That was a yes. Oh, boy. That was a yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, also in great news, because terrible things are happening to Trump. Uh, the first two congressmen to ever endorse Trump have both been indicted. Hooray! Uh, don't you love karma? Mwah. Representative Chris Collins, who's a Republican from New York, what, what? And Duncan Hunter, a Republican from California, both threw their support behind Trump in February of 2016. Uh, but this month, the scandals plaguing both of those Trump backers caught up with them. Uh, first was uh, Collins. The FBI arrested him, accusing him of insider trading. And on Tuesday, a grand jury indicted Hunter and his wife on charges of improperly using campaign funds. That's the guy pew who pew. took his mother to took dinner. Took his mommy out to a five hundred dollar dinner. Yeah. Pew pew. I was reading up after asking somebody about this what, two days ago. Yeah. When he got indicted, I was reading up on an article of his, and he like went to some resort and spent like eleven. Dollars over the course of a couple of days with dinner and spa treatment. And whatever court documents there are say that at the time his family's account was negative. <laughs> they had to use campaign funds because oh they God. were broke. Oh my like God. That's ridiculous. Oh, you and I were talking about this, and I'm just like, I don't know if it's just arrogance or what it is, but how do you not know you're going to get busted using campaign funds like, for this shit? Yeah, you should, everyone should know better. Like, when you sign up to run for something, someone should sit you down and be like, this money is not your money. They know that, <laughs> though. They know that, like, that's why they have they ethics know. committees. But they feel like, uh, like the people who keep getting busted for this shit are just like, people gave it to me. I can use it however I want. I think it's, like, a combination of arrogance and denial where, like, maybe they rationalize it in their own heads where they're like, this is a, a business expense or a campaign expense because, like... I want to. Yeah, I'm the candidate and I'm doing it. So therefore, it's an expense I can write off. Sure, sure, sure. So maybe they sort of rationalize it that way. I don't know. I, really don't like I would love for someone to be like, why did you think you would get away with this To when they pull this shit? <laughs> I want, yeah, you should start asking them that. Like, just showing what's up. What's your fucking deal, man? That'll be my show. Would you I would watch? watch that show? Hashtag what's your fucking deal, man? Pod. What's that? What's your fucking deal, man? That's What's your a good name. What's your fucking deal, man? Yeah. But that's all I keep screaming at them until <laughs> they answer me. Let's start a YouTube you watch now. It? Hashtag light trees and pod. Which do you like better? What's your fucking deal, man? Or Charles's porner? <laughs> Charles's porner. We're only doing one. <laughs> so do I have enough time? For, yeah. Okay. I wanted to shout out uh, students at the University of North Carolina. More than 200 protesters toppled a Confederate statue there. Uh, referred to as Silent Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to shout out the students because I feel like the Confederate statue protests were getting a lot of media coverage a few months ago. Yeah. Was that only a few months ago? Oh, my God. It what was, is time? Yeah. Maybe it was longer than that. But these protests are still happening, and this protest is proof of that, and they successfully toppled the statue, which is great. And, um, yeah, did I want to read? Yeah, sorry. I wanted to know if I was going (laughs) to. Remember when there was, like, the fun trend, though, of everyone taking them down? And, like, that probably should have just continued until they were all gone? Well, the thing is, 
is, I think these protests have still been happening. It's just that, you know, the media likes a theme and then they move on to a different theme. Oh, fair and enough. And the Trump administration has just been such an ongoing series of carnival acts that, like, that keeps them preoccupied in perpetuity. And that doesn't mean that stuff like this isn't happening. It's just not receiving as much media coverage. Ooh, that just... Now, after Trump gets impeached, hopefully, and everyone starts going to jail, what if they put them, <laughs> instead of putting them in jail, took them, like, on a tour of America? Okay. Like like a carnival. Okay, like they're in cages. Sure. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, like how you would transport Hannibal Lecter to places. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, okay. And people could just go and, like, gawk at them. Wow. And, what would we call it? Hmm. Carnival of Criminals. <laughs> there you go. That's just my first idea. Hmm. Spitballing. I don't, I don't know. I don't know any circus puns. <laughs> Carnival. Um, oh, damn it. This is going to drive me nuts. <laughs> Emporium. I don't know. I'm just trying to like thinking of old timey words now. Veranda. Lamai. <laughs> Stock market. I don't That's not even that old. <laughs> I'm panicking. Uh, okay. Let's see. Do I want to? Uh, beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Okay. We can end on this. So, top Democrats in Texas are calling for the decriminalization of immigration, which is dope. And I know you're like, but they're Democrats, but it's Texas. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. So, um, the Huffington Post has a write-up about it that I'll link to at our Lipson page. You should read it in its entirety. Uh, the simple legal reform would have massive repercussions, upending the zero-tolerance policy that the Trump administration used to split up families at the border. It would still allow the Department of Homeland Security to charge unauthorized immigrants with civil violations, but it would save the government billions in incarceration costs and allow federal prosecutors to spend more time fighting non-immigration crimes. And mm -hmm. it would be logistically simpler than abolishing immigration and customs enforcement, which a lot of people want done. Listen, in my perfect world, abolish ICE. Mm -hmm. um, these fucking civil violations are also bullshit. Get rid of that as well. Yeah. But if, like, the intermediate compromise is... Uh, again, these are Democrats in Texas, so we have to understand what they're working with, is not locking up people and moving to civil violations. That mm. would be a step in the right direction. Ultimately, abolish ICE, obviously. Yes. And, again, no civil violations. But it would be a vast improvement. And the fact that they're proposing this in Texas is significant. So would it be like the significance of like a parking ticket or something? I think, yeah, I think that's what they're talking about. But also that can get tricky if you're undocumented and you're trying to like find work and stuff like that. Like that can still be harmful right, to right, people. Yeah, yeah. But as opposed to tearing their kids away from them. No, thank you. You know, so, um, but yeah, obviously not a, a perfect solution. But I think it is significant that Democrats in Texas are proposing this. That's that's surprising. Yeah. I don't think I'm not sure that they'll be successful, but yeah, it's slightly better than what's happening now. Yeah, I'm also like, whenever you get into triangulation, which is sort of what this is, um, like let's meet the Republicans halfway on measures. You still end up violating people's human rights. <laughs> And fuck ice. Let's get rid of ice. Can you meet Republicans halfway? This is what the Democrats have been doing since like the Clinton administration. Yeah. And look where we are now. Like, have you ever seen someone do that power move where like you go to shake someone's hand and they don't put theirs out all the way? They just make you come to them. I hate that. Yeah. I feel like that's just what the Republicans have been doing for a long time. Just not extending their hand all the way. Yeah. Just like over here. No, and come back. Come closer. Stab you. And, they, yeah. and mm -hmm. then they whisper, you were a fool to ever <laughs> trust me. And then we keep doing it. We're mm -hmm. like, maybe this time they won't stab us and whisper that creepy thing to us. I'm tired of getting stabbed. And then they whisper that thing and it haunts my nightmares. So, yeah, let's not do that. And also, I think the reasonable policy proposal from the Democrats is abolish ICE. <laughs> I, 
I feel yeah. like that is a reasonable thing to say. Yeah. They, they're not making us safer. They're terrorizing communities. Get rid of them. They're horrible people. They have not been around that long. No. Get rid of, stop acting like they're a fucking American institution. <laughs> Where do you think that all the people working for ICE will go if we abolish ICE? TSA. Fair. Deal. Yep. I'm also that. like, go to fucking TSA. If you want a shitty security job, which mm-hmm. is basically what you have right now. No, but I get to burst in places and yell at people. I'm like, you still get to look at people naked if that's what you get your jollies off. I don't know. Is that something that ICE does? No, no, no. Uh, oh. oh, oh, I meant in terms of like violating people's privacy. Oh, okay, yeah. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess, I guess TSA. Well, also, I also don't want to deal mean, with them at TSA. ICE has, there have been ICE agents who have like sexually assaulted people. And oh, yeah. Stuff like that. I'm, without a doubt. <laughs> Yes, well, we know it for a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, any other last-minute housekeeping items? Anything you would recommend people do or see or listen to? Oh, uh, I haven't. I was going to recommend it earlier. Uh, I haven't watched the whole thing. I've only watched a couple episodes, but the new Disenchantment on Netflix Ooh. is like a little. It's a little fun. I haven't got. I haven't gotten past maybe three or four episodes, but it's. It's entertaining. I feel like Rachel's probably watching that. And uh, Abby Jacobson is doing a great job. Oh, n- never mind. I was thinking of something else. What were you thinking of? Uh, there's a what's the the fairy tale show? Once upon a time. Y- n- isn't there another one? Is there another one? Maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking that one. Uh, it's on Netflix or is it on a network? I don't know. <laughs> the only fairy tale <laughs> show I really know is Once Upon a Time. Is there it, used to be a different what's one. What's the one called? Enchanted. Enchanted is a is a movie. Oh, okay. I With think I was thinking of that. Amy Adams and James Marsden. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Big Princess, Susan Sarandon plays of the witch. Like a fairy tale show, and then I was thinking about Once Upon a Time, which Rachel likes. Oh yeah. Disenchantment is the animation on Netflix by Matt Groening mm-hmm. of The Simpsons, but we're I'm mad at Matt Groening right we now. We are. Yes. Uh, so because he was a big dick about Apu. Hmm. It's like he wants to ruin my childhood. I, yes, okay, love Apu. He's a great character. It is n- like you can argue that it hasn't. He hasn't. I don't know how to phrase this. He should have been retired quite some time ago. Yes, yes. for sure. We we had this conversation about how weirdly, in terms of being ex- exposed to Indian Indian American characters on television, Apu was the first. Indian character I ever saw on TV. Yes. And at least in the early seasons, he was treated with, I mean, it was always a racist depiction because Hank Azaria was, is doing the voice. Hank Azaria is not Indian himself. He was doing a very stereotypical Indian uh, voice for Apu. So the portrayal of Apu was always racist. But in my like limited suburban white girl experience, like the early treatment of Apu where they explore like his religion and the fact that he's vegan and all of that stuff. I was like, oh man, this guy's cool. Apu's cool. Yeah. That doesn't remove the fact that it was a racist depiction. Right. Even if I have fond memories of that character exactly. and that happened to be the first Indian character I was exposed to on television, which may have overall weirdly been good for me. Um, what was not good for my little kid brain was to hear a white dude do a racist Indian voice. Yes. You know, it's not good for anybody. And we also, in talking about this the other day, something that I wish more people talked about in the same way they talk about Apu, Cleveland from the fucking Family Guy show. Yeah, I don't like, know how the they... Family s- Guy show. Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Grandpa. Uh, um, voiced by a white dude. Yeah, they just sort of skate by. And it is so, like, especially after he got his own show, like, if it wasn't, if you wouldn't consider it racist before, when they had the Cleveland show, it would got, like, ten times worse. I don't think any enough people watch the Cleveland show for no, it to be like a big because deal. it wasn't good. But yeah. um, but since he went back to Family Guy, is still that level of like, it's 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 like whitewashing voice work. I don't know if there's like a term for that, yeah. but like it's I think horrible. I don't want to like get. I don't want to defend the Cleveland show. I did think the Cleveland show was funny, but parts of it parts of it were funny, but. I don't know how in 2018 you have fucking white people voicing people of color on animations. No. There are so many talented voice actors out there. Like, you can't use that bullshit of 
excuse of like, he's the only one who could be funny in this role. Bullshit. Untru- no, untrue. Bullshit. I don't believe you. Anyway, guys, please go follow Charles on Twitter at Charles Rockhill. Follow me, Allison Kilkenny. Follow Light Treason News if you don't already. Go to lighttreason.news. Smash that donate button, guys, Smash if you want to keep us going. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for listening. Send any thoughts you have on Twitter, hashtag lighttreasonpod. Thanks for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. <laughs>